Hello, and welcome to the latest podcast from the Lancet Respiratory Medicine. Today we'll be talking about the LungSafe study, a study of geoeconomic variations in acute respiratory distress syndrome, or ARDS. I'm delighted to be joined today by the lead author of analysis of the study, Dr. John Laffey. Doctor, please reintroduce yourself. Uh, thank you. My name is uh, Dr. John Laffey. I am an anesthesiologist and a critical care physician. I work at St. Michael's Hospital at the University of Toronto in Canada. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Now, could you tell us a little bit about the background of the LungSafe study, please? Uh, sure. So the LungSafe study was a prospective observational cohort study of acute respiratory distress syndrome and acute hypoxemic respiratory failure, which we conducted during the 2014 winter season in both the northern and southern hemispheres. In all, uh, we included data from over 12,000 patients from 459 intensive care units uh, across 50 countries, making LungSafe the largest epidemiologic study in this patient population. So this analysis of the LungSafe study that comes out in the Lancet Respiratory Medicine uh, looked at geoeconomic differences in uh, ARDS management. So what were your main findings? Uh, for this analysis, we wanted to characterize the impact of geoeconomic variations on the demographics, the management, and the outcome in patients with ARDS. So we defined three major geoeconomic groupings uh, using uh, economic data from the World Bank namely high-income countries in Europe, high-income countries in the rest of the world, and middle-income countries globally. Uh, we had four main findings. Uh, first, we did find significant variations in regard to the demographics and risk factors for ARDS and the pattern of comorbid diseases across these three major geoeconomic groupings. As a specific example, the severity of ARDS was less overall in high-income countries in the rest of the world compared to high-income countries in Europe or in middle-income countries. Second, we found that the use of evidence-based interventions such as prone positioning or neuromuscular blockade were more commonly used in high-income countries in Europe compared to the other two economic groupings. Third, in relation to outcome in patients with ARDS, we found that length of stay in intensive care units was shorter and unassisted ventilation to day 28 was more common in high-income countries in the rest of the world compared to high-income European or middle-income countries. And these findings were independent of disease severity or comorbid conditions. And fourth, we demonstrated for the first time to our knowledge that indices of national socioeconomic status are associated with survival in ARDS. Specifically, we found that lower gross national product was associated with poorer hospital survival in patients with ARDS, and that outcomes in patients from middle-income countries was worse than either of the high-income country groupings. We found that this difference in outcome was not associated with differences in ICU structure or in staffing of the uh, intensive care units. Another thing I wanted to ask you, Doctor, was uh, one interesting thing I found when reading this study was that the cohort used particularly here was a convenience sample. Now, how might this uh, affect the reading of the results? Yes, so our cohort was a, a convenience sample. It was, uh, the study was open to participation uh, for all intensive care units across the world. It was extensively publicized and endorsed by multiple national and international critical care societies. Uh, but participation was voluntary. Uh, there was no funding for uh, units participating, and so our cohort is a convenient sample. And this may affect the results because the intensive care units that participated may not fully represent the diversity of actual clinical practice in intensive care units across the globe. As a specific example, 
certain types of ICUs, particularly academic ICUs, may be overrepresented in our cohort. In addition, we have no ICUs from low-income countries uh, in our study, uh, and this probably underlines the resource-dense nature of critical care in general, and also the resources that would be needed to participate in a study such as this. That said, we do have the largest global sample of intensive care units in this study, uh, giving us the most representative picture we have to date uh, regarding the real-world care of patients with acute respiratory distress syndrome and severe hypoxemic respiratory failure. Uh, so the findings of your geoeconomic differences, what, what do they mean for clinical practice and I mean, improving patient care globally? We think that there are a number of important implications of our findings for clinical practice. Uh, this is a, an observational study, and so we don't have a direct cause and effect, but it does raise a number of interesting points. Uh, for example, the, the finding that we saw variability by geoeconomic area in the implementation of evidence-based interventions, such as prone positioning or neuromuscular blockade, provides an opportunity for us to identify and address the underlying reasons for the differences in uptake. It may be that we need greater emphasis on knowledge translation to improve the uptake of these interventions in the clinical setting. Also, the finding that ICU stay and duration of ventilation was shorter in patients from high-income countries in the rest of the world compared to high-income European countries uh, deserves further exploration, and it may provide insights into management differences that could uh, help us to improve care for these patients generally. We also need to understand how a country-level income per person could impact on outcomes in patients with ARDS. Uh, we did not find a difference in uh, management structure or in staffing of intensive care units uh, by economic region. And so it, it, may, it might not be the case that this is due to a difference in quality of care or resourcing. But it could be, for example, a result of differing access to critical care services or better preventive medicine in higher income countries. Similar relationships have been, have been described between income and outcome from sepsis, which is the other major critical illness uh, we deal with. So I think that overall the data do provide opportunities for us to improve implementation of evidence-based interventions and understand how differences in practice may contribute to outcome differences in patients with ARDS. Well, Dr. Lafayette, a fascinating study with important implications. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. Thank you, Gavin. And thanks to you for listening.